Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Woo! All right, I don't happy want any new trouble. Year. <laughs> oh, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> I don't want That's any a joke. If you, if you listen to this coming Sunday's episode, you'll get that joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is the last episode of the year. Uh, this this is it. This is the last uh, episode of 2022. 2023 happens in like three days. I can barely contain my excitement. I mean, it's it's the year of Michael Jordan. It's 23. <laughs> right? That was reference. his number. I don't remember. I thought it was 27 to be I honest, but I don't. I I remember. I remember Michael Jordan being a really big deal. Like, he, to, it's the same equivalent of like LeBron James now. You know, like if someone was like, yeah, "Who's the greatest basketball player right now?" People would be like, "LeBron James." And they'd be like, "Cool." Like, do you know anything about him? And they'd be like, uh, "Maybe." <laughs> you know, and I'm sure a lot of people do. That's obviously false. I know a lot of people know exactly who he plays for and what his number is. Uh, but like, that's how it was when, with Michael Jordan back in the day. I would be like, "Who's the greatest basketball player?" And I'd be like, "Well, Michael Jordan, obviously." They'd be like, "Great. What team does he play for?" And I'd be like. Nike. Yankees? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, like Jordan wore the uh, number twenty three for the Bulls. I was okay for the. I, I did. I, I did that, actually. But I second guessed myself. Bulls. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember like uh, Chicago Bulls merchandise was was like huge. It was huge. It was like that, and the Hornets for some reason was really big. Uh, I don't know I mean, who, they had who players played like, there. Uh, if I, I'm, unless I'm mistaken, I, I feel like I remember uh, Dikembe Mutombo was on the Hornets and was really yep. fucking good. Because uh, I remember my brother dated someone in, in high school that was a huge Dikembe Mutombo fan, uh, and I, I think, do I do remember him. I, that's you know what? That's not a topic for this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's for <laughs> never dribbled it. Our uh, basketball history podcast. I, I have a story for you related to that, but that's that doesn't need to be on this show. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are, how are you? Welcome to uh, this. And uh, so we are going to talk about the five best movies we reviewed this year, which I think is especially appropriate because next week we start a countdown of the final ten episodes of our fifth year as a podcast. We are counting into our five year anniversary. Anniversary, so uh, we we covered a, a lot of crazy shit in the year 2022, uh, and so we're we're just going to revisit a little bit of that with you. 
We're ju- we're just gonna we're we're taking a stroll down memory lane here. Now, uh, the movies we're talking about are not all were released in 2022. These no. are just the movies we reviewed in 2022. Yeah, so don't come uh, at us for it. And and I would say for the most part, aside from from number one, uh, these are in no particular order mm. as well. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So we're gonna start right off the bat with uh, the one in our number five slot again, like two through five interchangeable they're all they all kind of tied for you know second place uh but number five we're going to talk about is ride the eagle mm. uh that was a really good jake johnson film that we reviewed uh very good indie film uh and uh, i i like that one a lot i just i mean i will never get over the just absolutely wild ride of a relationship that susan simmons or susan sarandon and jk simmons characters had in that film uh yeah, and just honey what a, what a well-written character honey was even you know being written entirely posthumous essentially like we see her through the videos left to her son leaf played by jake johnson and we see her through the perspective of uh her her, her widow left or you know not widow but lover left behind when she died carl jk simmons and it's just it's such a touching story of a son coming to terms with the relationship with his uh, late estranged mother and i mean i love pretty much anything jake johnson does uh hope sometime to get a chance to work with him in, in our own projects uh but yeah just a really really great low-key indie darling film uh, you know, small cast, intimate settings, like remote, like this. If I'm not mistaken, I remember we talked about this. This was a, yes, a COVID. It film. is, yeah, because uh, there is, there even is a scene where he's wearing a mask. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, like, if yeah. we we talked about that during the episode, but like this definitely touches on what we'll see of the legacy of a massive global pandemic that is still going on, by the way. Uh, yeah. But you know, when it's we're, a triple demic now because yeah. it's flu, RSV, and uh, COVID is, awesome. is the thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in addition to just like regular old colds and shit. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, like you know, the, there is so much cinema that just kind of the you know through safety precautions on set basically chose to ignore what was happening in the world and just pretend everything was normal this is one of those films where you get a little glimpse of people not doing that you see jake johnson's character wearing a mask you see people essentially isolated from one another like very little human interaction uh, yeah and i think that this like it's not a full-on like Oh my God, we're in the thick of it, and like we're we're acknowledging it, but like there there is nods to it, and we see the ramifications of trying to create a film in a time when it's not safe to be around other humans. Uh, and this was a really well done approach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was Ride the Eagle, uh, starring and uh, I think uh, directed by Jake Johnson as well, right? Uh, directed by Tra- uh, Trent O'Donnell, but Jake co-wrote this. Uh, Jake co-wrote it. Yep. Yeah, okay. Jake and Trent O'Donnell co-wrote it. Uh, and it was directed by Trent O'Donnell. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, so moving on to the next one, we've got uh, in the number four slot, Pig, which uh, should come as no surprise that a Nicolas Cage movie uh, ended up on our list. We did a lot of Nicolas Cage movies this past year. As we should. As we should. There are so many of them. Uh, but Pig was one of those, uh, you know, I mean, I guess I would say a surprising movie, but I mean, at the time that we watched and reviewed it, everybody already knew like what, what Pig was. 
Um, but this was one of those movies that was, to me, marketed in a way that was incorrect. Yeah. I think it was, uh, but maybe it was marketed correctly just to get people in the seats. But this movie was marketed as basically John Wick, but with a pig. But that is not what this movie is about, though. It really isn't like that. He doesn't go John Wick, so to speak, on anybody at no, all. The like, whole movie. Very much expected, like, huge, violent, like, major action film. But what we got was intimate and emotional and like loss and grief and like just like dealing with tragedy as a human and also some like really interesting nods to the restaurant industry. Yeah. No, there was a very big take on uh, a commentary on, on high end uh, restaurants and restaurateurs gastronomy. Uh, and <laughs> the gastronomy. <laughs> yeah. Um, gastronomy. Uh, you know, that's another one. Honorable mention flux gourmet. Oh yeah. Uh, for this, for this list, uh, absolute wild film. Uh, definitely check that one out as well. Uh, <laughs> it's available on shutter. Um, <laughs> the only reason I didn't, uh, didn't specifically nominate that one for this list is because it grossed me out. It was a fucking yeah. good movie, but it was gross. It definitely grossed me out too. Yeah. But so, so pig was on another one of those surprising movies, but it's another one of those movies that reminds you that Nicolas Cage is a good serious actor or can be a good serious actor. Um, even yeah. though he's always, you know, he frequently takes these very bad roles that like when given the opportunity to do something really good, he does really good. That motherfucker's got range. And I just, I love that, like, he will take pretty much any role and he will just be absolutely batshit. And, like, people write the most bonkers parts specifically for him. But, like, he has really shown us in the last few years exactly who he can be. And if you've been paying attention all along, you know he's a good actor. But, yeah. like, these more recent roles that he's been taking, especially when he dips a little bit more on the dramatic side, uh, he really does have a lot of range. And I, I love it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a lifelong Cage fan, but, like, I just absolutely love the direction his career has gone. And I can't wait to see what's next from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be... Uh, I think we're going to have a renaissance of uh, Nicolas Cage movies again. Of good Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> what do you say if it's the renaissance or Beyonce's single ladies? Um, uh, so next up on our list, again, these are in no particular order except for the first place slot. Uh, I know you're going to be really happy about this one. Oh, yeah. We have Zombie Strippers. Hands down one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> I, it's definitely the best movie to come out of 2008. Um, we, we've determined this. Objectively. Uh, there objectively. was no better movies in 2008. It was factually speaking, there were no better movies that came out of 2008. And we will go to the grave uh, defending that. And um, rise back again to defend it some more. <laughs> right. While we shoot uh, uh, pool balls out of our vaginas. Um what a just batshit movie, which I would say, you know, uh, I don't think it was necessarily the first to do it, uh, but it was, you know, arguably the most popular to do this, the crazy, like, strippers verse insert thing uh -huh. or zombie virus hits a strip club or, you know, like that, like definitely, you know, the better of all of them. Well, the thing is like this, this movie kind of surprises you because it comes off at first as like, this is going to be just fully schluck, like cheesy, gory, uh, zombie trope film. Like that's on the surface yeah. what it is. And you can watch it and take that away and still enjoy sure. this film. Easily. But, if you're paying attention, it is 
it's just an absur- absurdly intelligent and self-aware film that sneaks in a shit ton of philosophy and like these ridiculous one-liners that you got to be paying attention to and a cast including Jenna Jameson and Robert England side by side is just just a delight and like everyone everyone takes this movie just as seriously as it needs to be and no more and no less and the the performances from everybody are exactly what the film needs it's goofy it's weird, it's smart, uh, and it's gory and gross. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and like, and in there's a lot opinion, of boobs in it. Yeah, there, there is a lot of boobs. Uh, in my opinion, it is a perfect film. I have no notes. <laughs> <laughs> no notes whatsoever. Could have been 30 minutes longer. Um, yeah, uh, you know, another bonkers, you know, that's a bonkers movie. And uh, yeah, but and so you'll you'll know, of all the movies we reviewed this year, it's up, it's there for a reason, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming in next, we have The Sunlit Night. Um, now, I... I love this movie because, you know, this this is a great example of a movie where it takes a small slice of life, mm-hmm. a very small, like, you know, not a not a big ordeal of a movie, um, but man, does it hit emotionally. Uh, so this movie stars Jenny Slate, um, you know, famous for voicing, like, Bob's Burgers characters, um, Mona Lisa um, mm. on Parks and Rec, you yeah. know, uh, Marcel the shell uh, the shell with shoes on. That's the she does the voice of of uh, of that character. Um, but Jenny Slate, great in this movie. Yeah, and I mean, definitely uh, notable appearances from Zach Galifianakis and yep. uh, the Queen herself, Gillian Anderson. Uh, just a, a, a wonderful cast. And yeah, I mean, you you really you put it perfectly. A slice of life sort of film. Like we follow uh, essentially one character for a brief time in her life. There's not huge conflicts. There's not big action. There's not a you know a, a there is drama, but not a significant amount of it. And we you know, we don't we have neither like big epic moments nor like huge resolutions. We just follow this person like through a a brief moment in her life and it feels feels reasonably real. Like it feels like yeah. for the most part, this could happen to someone. And I liked that. I love this kind of movie. I love a movie that just allows and like allows me to feel like I'm just kind of peeking in at a real life for just a just a couple hours and then, you know, I leave again and have no idea whatever happens to these people. Yeah, I, it's just this movie is just just did a really good job on emotions mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like how it made you feel, uh, and even if the feelings were a feeling of like artistic endeavor, mm-hmm. you know, like they weren't necessarily like happy, sad. There was like a lot more different, more complex, and a lot more abstract emotions tied to this movie, and I just really love it. I think they did a really good job of of uh, letting you feel those things. Well, and like it touches on topics of kind of growing up and moving on and finding yourself like you you feeling like a disappointment or like you're not living up to people's expectations, you're not living up to your own expectations. What does that mean? Oh, I'm going to take this grand trip and it's going to solve everything, but it doesn't. Uh, yeah. and like it, these are all like very human, very like realistic experiences and that's why i say like it feels like this movie could genuinely happen or could have genuinely happened and that's that's one of my favorite types of movies you know if it doesn't have zombies and strippers in it i want it to feel real (laughs) yeah uh now that being said uh the number one film that we reviewed (laughs) in 2022 was 100 percent a factual biopic (laughs) 
I, you can't, I will not refute that. There's no way that this did not happen. And I feel like, you know, it's happening now. Uh, we have to give it up to RRR. Uh, that was uh, probably a masterpiece of cinema. And not even being sarcastic, no. it's the reason why is our our best reviewed movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's got a whole bunch of critics awards right now. It's going to go up to the Oscars. It just got a bunch of Golden Globes. Like this, and it's already talk of getting a sequel. Oh my God, like I can't wait. this movie was epic on <sighs> proportions and levels that I maybe very common in Indian cinema. Uh, cinema. But for like me watching this movie, it was above and beyond something I've ever seen in in a film. And it's not that not like I frequent a lot of uh, criticism and commentary on Indian cinema, but what little I have seen around this movie coming from uh, sources that that are more familiar with with Indian cinema is that this even stands apart as an example of the of, of what India has to offer for film. Uh, which I mean, I love Bollywood film. I love Indian cinema. I love, you know, particularly the dance numbers and the action sequences and how just like bonkers they are, but like how emotionally stirring they are. This movie just takes all of that and just moves those dials up as far as they'll go. It is gorgeous. That has a lot of really, really like bonkers CG that works really well with like, you know, entire animals in like a battle sequence that like, yes, you can tell they're CG because, you know, a person's not actually throwing a tiger at another person, but it works. Well, I mean, he is, but yeah, yeah. really. I mean, then, but like that, other people aren't doing it. <laughs> this, this guy is this, <laughs> that actually happened is factual. Um, it, yeah, the, the, the visuals are, are fantastic. The music, the dance, the story, Story. The action is some of the, like hands down the best action that I've ever seen, uh, and it's just it. It's a three hour film that just kept me focused for the entire time, and like that's hard to do from anyone. Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't care. Like the best of American cinema uh, has a hard time keeping attention spans past like an hour and a half to two hours, and this is a solid three hours of nonstop thrill ride, and I just I love it, and I love that it is. Um, it is based on true events, uh, but it is this loving tale of what if. Yeah, uh, I love, uh, I do, you know, we we talked about it a lot in the episode uh, of for RRR, you know, but I love the idea of that sort of like, this is a historical person, this is a historical event, but we are going to fantasize it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mythologize it even well above what it actually was. You know, this is actually very common in Asian cinema as a whole. You know, we talk about Ip Man is a really great example yeah. of, you know, the character of Ip Man. Uh, you know, Wong Fei Hung is another great example in Chinese cinema of a character that's like, yeah, he existed but not in the way that we're going to show, you know, because, like, they'll put Wong Fei-Hung in completely different, like, centuries later scenarios. You know, Ip Man, uh, the Ip Man movies take place over the course of, like, 80 years, and Donnie Yen still looks, like, 35 for the whole, like, four series of movies, but he's supposed to be, like, 90 yeah. at this point because it starts in, like, the 1890s, uh, you know, because it's it's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, but it's that sort of, like, mythologizing this this very, like, historical, fact but just making it you know uh, a, a you know bigger than life and i think that's really fun i think yeah. that's really fun i mean like you know americans we do this too but we do it in a very weird nationalistic way uh, and i just think the way that they that you know indian cinema and in asian cinema in general takes it in a different perspective and i really love that yeah i mean the first thing that comes to mind is fdr american badass <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that would be the, like the only other good example of like how, uh, you know, a mythologizing a, a historical figure, you know, but like, you know, we do that with like Lincoln, yeah. you know, like we'll have movies, you know, the Lincoln, uh, any Lincoln Hunter. movie. Vampire Hunter, that's a good one. Yes. Uh, you know, so it's the same sort of idea, but I just uh, can't speak enough good things about this movie. I'm glad that it's getting all of the awards uh, this season. Well you know, deserved. a lot of people are speaking very highly of it. Um, all very, very deserved. Uh, very, very deservingly. It's not even like, it's not, you know, uh, a lot of people I think who probably worried that it's like meme status, but mm -hmm. it's not. No. It is totally worth the awards that it's getting because this movie really did it man like it really really did it i still just get so excited thinking about it and i'm i'm gonna have to like when i have netflix back again i'm gonna have to sit down and watch it again because it's it's like yeah good. and like it was it's worth the viewing yeah uh so so those are our top five favorite movies we reviewed this year um what were some of your favorites yeah. uh, of the episodes you know if you're if you're a longtime listener or even just a this year listener um what were some of the favorite movies uh, of ours you reviewed this year you know uh obviously you know we came to a consensus on this top five list and and four of these movies uh we could you know we completely agreed on right off the bat mm -hmm. uh, the only difference is instead of zombie strippers i had apocalypse a go-go in there yeah i, I feel like um, you but, should take some time and, and talk about that because i missed that episode because i had some some personal stuff going on at the time but like you and casey couldn't stop raving about this film i apocalypse go go uh was such a fantastic film because it made me feel bleak but not in a way where i was like uh i don't want to feel this way but in a way where i was like yeah like <laughs> yes this is bleak. Yeah. I feel it. And it just, it, it did a really great job of running, you know, it's a film about the apocalypse. A girl throws a party for strangers and, you know, five people show up or four people show up to this, you know, random girls uh, party for strangers for the apocalypse. Uh, they, everyone knows the earth is about to end. You know, the world is going to end um, because of a solar flare. Uh, and, you know, that she, she is trying to throw a legitimate party being like, let's just have a party. Yeah. Uh, Whereas all these other people, you know, whether they have ulterior motives or they're just trying to not be alone at the end of the world, um, they all kind of have their things and you sort of feel everybody's things. And, and, you know, there's these really great moments where they, they, you know, act out their like scenarios from their past and you get to see them played out almost like a little play, uh, very reminiscent of scare me, okay. uh, where they're acting out the stories, very reminiscent of that. Um, it, it was really, it was just a really well done movie um you know very low budget movie uh um you know written directed uh stars you know all the same person um you know big fan i i that's another one like i really can't speak uh, I, that's another one that I, I wish I could speak more highly of. Um, but the best thing is, is that I did, uh, speak very highly of it in the episode Apocalypse Go Go, uh, <laughs> earlier this year, the Savannah, uh, Giselson, by the way, um, uh, is the, the person who, uh, directed and wrote this and stars in this movie. Right on. Um, uh, definitely check it out. Go listen to that episode. Go watch that movie. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been a hell of a year. 
It has been a hell of a year. 2022 has been a hell of a year, but we we've done some wild movies this year. So, Mm -hmm. and we, uh, you know, like like I said, uh, at the the start of this episode, we're super excited for 2023. We're kicking off with a countdown to our fifth anniversary. uh, And we're starting right off with uh, a movie that I remember quite fondly from seeing it in the theaters back in 2011 and uh, can't wait to talk about with y'all. And that's the 2011 film Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig, stacked cast, good director, John Favreau. So, like, we'll see how this one is. So, you know, if you're the type of person that watches movies before we review them, Cowboys and Aliens is streaming on Tubi TV right now for free. No sign-up required. You can Mm -hmm, just go to mm -hmm. TubiTV.com, type in Cowboys and Aliens. You you just type in Cowboys. It's the first uh, hit. Uh, You know, watch the movie with ads. And then listen to our episode, which will be on January 1st of 2023. We will be talking about Cowboys and Aliens. Very exciting. It is very exciting. Hey, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. If you have not hit subscribe over on YouTube, make sure to do that. YouTube.com slash at NightShiftMG. For those of you uh, watching on YouTube... Hit subscribe, like, comment, the whole deal, share uh, wherever. For those of you uh, listening on your podcast player of choice, hey, our bonus episodes every Thursday are also on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can head over there and you can watch us in person, talk about them, and see our arms flail about every time we talk, <laughs> um, it's, which is very common for us to do. And or you can also see which little object we're all fiddling with uh, at this moment. I'm fidgeting yeah, so with you've my, got your... my GoBots toy that uh, our friend Casey got me. And you can also see the, the pretty flowers that my partner and got me recently oh those are very cute <laughs> and i'm uh fiddling with a scuff gaming controller key Ooh. uh but i no longer use a scuff controller um but i still have the key here because i like to fiddle with it yeah yeah gotta have yeah. a gotta have a fidget toy on the desk for recording Yes, 100%. That's quiet for the most part. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so hey, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for a great 2022. Hell you know, yeah. if, you, if you were here for the whole thing, awesome. If you're only here for one episode of it and this is it, awesome. Thanks a Welcome. lot. You got tons of episodes to go back through. We got like 300-something episodes. So, like, you've got a lot of content to go through. You know, go through and if the movie sounds wild... Listen to the episode, and if not, stick around. We'll, we've got some crazy ones coming up in 2023, I'm sure of it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us, everyone, and we will see you in 2023. See you next year.